0: Good morning, Hallelujah! Good to see you. Look, at that rhymed. You check that. Bam! Good morning, welcome, and glad you're joining us online or watching the archive or sitting here in front of us. Praise God. Turn to John three sixteen. Does anybody know that verse? I know it's one you've never heard before, probably, or not. <laughs> good morning good morning Good morning. it's a good day it's gonna be awesome 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 lord we just thank you so much for your word we praise you we love you we thank you for this day we have opportunity to come into your house and fellowship with you and fellowship with one another and Father, we just praise you. We bring high, high expectations in here. We, we allow our heart to rise in hope. And Lord, we apply faith on you and your word. And we are expecting great things because of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Okay, so uh, one thing I will tell you first off is on... Uh, The 22nd, which is two weeks from today, I am going to be telling everybody in the 11 o'clock class that on the 22nd, this is, I want everybody that can, it's going to be a very special day. We start the new series, Be the Light, but we also start something very, very special in the 10 o'clock class, and it'll be something that'll be ongoing, and you're going to like it and I want everybody here, so I'm going to make that clear in that class, but you get to hear it first. It'll be, it'll be a good day, and uh, you'll enjoy it, and we'll be recording them, so uh, it'll be good, but you need to be here. Uh, you need to be here for that first day if you can because uh, we're going to be talking about something that uh, you're going to want to hear about. So, Amen. So I have a question for you. Why did God send his son? So let's hear your answers. Why did God send his son? He's the only one that could cleanse us of our sins. Yep, that's true. What else? He loved us. Amen. Huh? For us to have a better life. Amen. Amen. Bring us closer to him. He he saw that we could not in our own selves or by ourselves refrain from sinning. We had to have him. That's correct. Okay. Anything else? Well, like everything, it's always good to go to the Word and see exactly what he says on the matter. And uh, in John 3.16, uh, it says this. Let's read that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever... I was about to go whosoever. That was King. I was about to bust out the King James on you. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now, a lot of times what we do is we focus on the fact that, hey, he came to save us so that we wouldn't perish. He came to be the substitute for our sins, and that's true. But if you look at the real reason in this verse... He says, at the end of it, he says, so that you will have eternal life. That's the bottom line, that you will have eternal life, okay? And a lot of times, in religion, what happens is they focus on the sin portion. In other words, oh, He saved us from our sins. And he did. And that's hugely important. Because without saving you from your sins, you can't have eternal life. But he did all these things, not just to separate you from your sin, but to give you eternal life. So when you start focusing on that, everything starts changing. Because the whole point, Jesus said, I came, right, in John 10, 10. Let's put that up. The thief comes This only, only, here's the only thing the thief does. To steal, kill, and destroy. So if you ever hear somebody else say the devil does something outside of one of those three things, you can say, "Mm, uh, uh," at least in your head, you can say, "Mm, that ain't true. He only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's the only thing he does. But Jesus came that they might have life, and they may have it abundantly, or to the point where it's overflowing in us. So this is why Jesus came. And it's not just to separate us from our sins. Now, that eternal life, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. You'll find out in a few weeks, but that's okay. Uh, He came, basically, to bring you eternal life. Now, here's the question. Does that mean, simply, that you're going to live forever? Does that mean simply that you're going to live forever to have eternal life? Is that what that means? Well, let me ask you this: Is a sinner going to live forever? Yes, somebody else went. Uh. <laughs> Well, we kind of define life by the fact that we're breathing and living, but a spirit is designed to live eternally. And remember back in the garden when it said, God said, the day that you eat of that fruit, you shall surely die. But did they die in the flesh? No. No, they didn't die in the flesh. It started the process of them dying in the flesh. But that day, they didn't die in the flesh. Where did they die? They died in their spirit. So a lot of times, our focus and our, our uh, what we'll talk about is the fact that we will be uh, alive in our spirit. But what does that mean? What is eternal life? If, he's, if he died and Jesus came and he died and rose again, that we might have eternal life what is eternal life? Because if you're a sinner, guess what? You're still going to live for all eternity. Then Now, we can separate that word live into two different... Uh, will they be uh, present? And will they be feeling something? Yes, they will. But will they be alive? Will they be alive according to our understanding of physics in a way? Yes, they'll be spiritually alive according to our understanding, kind of our worldly. will they be alive according to what God calls life? No, no they won't. Well, what is that eternal life? Let's look at john seventeen three. Am I making you think this morning? huh that's good that's good john seventeen three This is eternal life. Isn't it nice that God answers these questions for us? This is eternal life. That they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So this is Jesus praying to the Father, and he said, here's your eternal life. So eternal life is this. Eternal life is, are you connected to the Father? And when it says, when the Word says to know him, That's talking about an intimate relationship with him. An intimate fellowship with him. So eternal life is dependent upon are you made right with God so that you can know him? And are you knowing him? Are you getting to know him? Are you spending time with him? Are you fellowshipping with him? See, a lot of times we'll come to church We'll hang out with other believers. We'll say a prayer one day, and we'll think that we're experiencing eternal life, but we never actually spend time with our loving Father or with His Son. We don't get to know Him. And so we may be going to heaven, but are we experiencing the life that God actually has for us? See, and this is the problem. This is why I ask you in John 3.16, why did Jesus come die for us? Because if he just came to die for you so that you could go to heaven and so that, you could, so that you could be separated from your sins and that's it and you don't move on into the eternal life of knowing and having a fellowship with God, you just missed out on the whole reason he came for you. God wants you to get into a relationship. Uh, If you were here last year, and if you weren't, I would highly recommend you go back and watch a Reset Fellowship. Go watch that Reset series. The whole point of Jesus coming to die is so that you and the Father could meet again and get to know each other. And you could hang out. And he could be a part of you, and you could be a part of him. You could be a part of him, and he could be a part of you. You could be a part of him, and he could be a part of you. You could be a part of him, and he could be a part of you. You could be a part of him, and he could be a part of you. This is what he wants. Matter of fact, I, I wish I knew the scripture right off. Um, I showed it to Nicole the other day. But it said, when you come together, I'll have to find it again. It said, when you come together, it said this. It said, you and the Father become one Spirit. You, not just Jesus. You, when you come to know you become one Spirit. Now we're just messing all in some theology and doctrine. But I'm telling you, this is the reason... Why it's important to recognize God doesn't just want to separate you from your sins. The reason to separate you from your sins is so that you could become one with God. Now you have the ability to, to have the fellowship that God designed from the beginning. And without fellowship with Him, we are missing out on what Christ has paid for us. We need to focus on that fellowship, we need to be operating in that fellowship. We need to be moving in him, with him. We need to know him. You know, anytime the word know in the Bible is used, I would say in the majority of the situations, it is uh, when it says to know someone and particularly when it says to know God like this. Do you know what it's talking about? Let's look at the ages in here. Yeah, we're good. All right. It, what it's talking about when it says to know God <laughs> is it means to know God like a man knows a wife. In other words, what's it talking about? It's talking about John said it—physical intimacy. It's talking about getting to the point where you know each other so well. Well, that made you know. I can tell you, for the first time I ever heard that, I was like, mm, I don't. Mm. For a guy in a world that's designed and, and uh, the atmosphere that we have produced here in America, that feels strange. I can tell you at least to a guy. To ladies, it may feel the same way. The first time I heard that, I went, mm, I don't know about that. But I'm telling you, there's a, there's, in God, it's not weird. It's not strange. It's beautiful. When you get to know him like a man knows a wife, And we start to know him and have fellowship with him that intimate. What it's saying is this. God wants to know you in that level of intimacy in the spirit. He wants your spiritual fellowship to be so strong that it's like that. He wants to fill you. He wants to fill you with all of who he is. He wants, you know, it says when a man and a wife come together, the two become one. That's exactly what God wants with you. He wants himself and you to become one. That's eternal life. Now, that's interesting. How many people have ever felt like they've really fully walked in that kind of relationship? You know, and I'll tell you this. Uh, the truth of the matter is we've all maybe had some moments in God like that, but I can about guarantee you that every single one of us could go to another level in God in that way. Absolutely. You know why? Because if you're in that level in God, you've got some miraculous things happening around you. All the time. Why? Because you and God are one. That's why we're not seeing a lot of it is because we haven't had the intimacy with God that he's asked us for. He had, we haven't had the intimacy with God that he has paid for. He, we haven't had the intimacy with God that we were designed for. And when we start moving in that and start moving in real eternal life, all of a sudden things start happening. That was what that Reset Series was all about. And it went in and broke down different things. You know, one of the things was, you know, we have this idea that just simply going to church, reading the Bible, praying, and maybe lifting our hands in worship is is complete fellowship with God. And that is fellowship with God. But then in that series, one of the things we looked at was the Pharisees, it says in one translation, they were in the Scriptures daily. Daily, they were in the Scriptures, studying the Scriptures. And yet... Jesus the Christ, the Son of God, the one that had been promised for so long, was standing in front of the Pharisees, and they didn't recognize him. Now, if they had been really intimate with God, would they have known the fruit of God? Would they have, let me ask it this way, would they have recognized the characteristics and nature of God standing in front of them? They sure would have. But they completely missed it. Because although they were reading in the Bible and they were doing their prayers and they were having services and worshiping, they still weren't intimate with God. They didn't know Him. They didn't know Him. And so our job as Christians is to receive what He's given us and move into the fullness of the increase that He has for us and the fullness of his increase that he has for us is to know him and to make him known listen to that again our job is to know him and to make him known i don't just want to get to know him all by myself man if i found that that i am one with god how great do you think that is it's awesome And when I find that, I want to make sure that somebody else knows about it too. Dude, let me tell you. Let me tell you about how good God is. Let me tell you what he's done for us. He didn't just wipe out your sins when you didn't have a chance. He made it available for you and him to be one together, one spirit. And to get other people to the point where they know him as well. And and this is what it says in 2 Corinthians 5 where it tells us that we have been reconciled, we have been made right with God, and God has given us this ministry, this service to tell others about this ministry of reconciliation, this service of reconciliation, that you have been now made right with God. He's not holding your sins against you any longer. He's not holding the sins against the world. You have been made right with God, and at this point, you can receive eternal life fellowship with god almighty you can know him like jesus knew him because he loves you like he loved jesus that's scripture that's in john 17 too, i believe john 15 through 17 really good place to hang out really cool chapters some of my favorites so does anybody have any questions about that Did you raise your hand? Oh, okay. (laughs) Now, see, a lot of y'all kind of know some of these things, and you, you have a leaning towards that. But can you see where church in general has made it all about just punching your ticket to heaven, but not really moving into the fullness of salvation that's intimacy with God? Can you see how that... And then if you don't have intimacy with God, are you missing on a little bit of the gospel? You're really missing all of it. You're missing everything. I mean, you received forgiveness, and that's awesome. But the whole purpose... Let's put up John 3.16 one more time. The whole purpose... Of this was to move you into eternal life. And we know now that eternal life is intimacy with God. So the whole purpose was to move you into intimacy with Him. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. He did it so that we would have eternal life. We would escape the perishing, but move into. The intimacy with God. The eternal life is simply that. Intimacy with God. To know him. To know him. To know him. And that, you know, we talked about it a lot in Reset. And I just want you to get this. Just meditate on this. Just meditate on it. Do you know, I can remember when we were dating, you know, I would, uh, uh, like if we were dating and we were at the house and, and we were watching a movie or something and she would wear, Nicole would wear perfume and she would leave and go home and, and I'd sit back down on the couch and, you know, throw myself back into the couch or whatever and, and her perfume would come out of the pillows where she had been sitting. And i go, hmm. And I recognized, hey, that was my baby. And it made me smile right then. Why? Because I knew. That reminded me of her. So when we get to know God, we recognize who He is. We know His ways. And we should carry the same smell of His glory everywhere we go. But we can't do that unless we get to know Him. Unless we get to the place where we start to look and act. And smell like him. And make decisions like he would make. And say things like he would say. And do things like he would do. And we don't do that unless we spend time with him. I can tell you things pretty plainly that Nicole likes. I don't remember what the situation was, but there was a message that we got a week or two ago. and, uh, And I was in a meeting and Nicole said, I can tell you pretty plainly, without much doubt, that this is what Brian is going to say. And she was exactly right. She was right on it. She knew exactly what I was going to say. That was going to be all right. It was going to be exactly, why? Because she knows me. She knows my heart. She knows where I'm coming from. We need to know God like that. We need to know, how would he respond to this? How would he react to this? What would he do in this situation? I'm always reminded of the, you know, the counterfeiters. When they, when they uh, you know, teach people to recognize counterfeits, they don't teach them the counterfeits. Is that correct? They teach them the real. Amen, we have a banker over here. <laughs> they teach them the real. And if they get to know the real so well that if anything comes up that's not real, it makes itself apparent. We need to know God so real so that when the devil tries to throw something that's not him or weave his little bit of deception in there, it'll just be like red flags to us. I posted uh, something, I think it was yesterday, that Andrew Womack said. See if I can find it real quick. Oh, it was on Facebook. But he said something very similar to that. Let me see if I can find it real quickly. He said, if you don't know God, now listen, when you don't know, if you haven't gotten intimate with God and know Him very well, Satan can convince you of all kinds of false things about him. Know God. Get to know Him. Get to know how He would respond. What He would do. What does His glory smell like in this situation? Get His glory on you. Get His character. Get His nature on you. Because you've been made one with Him. Amen? Amen. Did you get something out of that? Did that help you? Amen. When you find yourself... You know, a lot of times uh, something will happen and we'll just respond, boom, and we'll respond because of a habit that we've had for 20, 30, 40 years. We'll just respond out of what the world's taught us. And all of a sudden you'll recognize, man, that wasn't God. Well, set your mind the next time that happens. Start thinking. The next time that happens, here's how I'm going to respond. Here's how, I'm gonna, here's how I'm going to react and that way and maybe the next time you still operate out of that habit but think it again start setting that mind renewing that mind to how you know god would respond and all of a sudden your actions can take on a different uh direction and you can start acting and looking like and smelling like god this is what the world needs more than anything else it need uh, you know to make it Kind of funny and stick in your head. It needs a bunch of Jesuses running around. And that's who you are, the body of Jesus, the body of Christ. It needs that. It needs, the world needs people that will be the exact representation and nature of God like Jesus was. If we were doing that, it would already be a different place. But we haven't been doing that and a lot of it comes back to the fact that we haven't gotten to know God and we need to know him. Amen? Father, we just pray right now. We thank you and we give you the glory. Father, we just ask for your blessings in our lives. We thank you for what you've already paid for us to have. Lord, let us get to know You. Let us see how to know You better. Not just to read, not just to speak prayers, but to spend some quality time with You. To worship You in spirit and in truth. To get to know You in a very intimate kind of way so that we start to smell and look like You. We start to do the things that you want us to do. Lord, let us walk in this eternal life which is knowing you. Let us uh, fulfill what you have done with us in making us one spirit. Let us walk out one spirit looking and acting like you. Lord, we are of your spiritual DNA. We are a new creation in you. Lord, we don't expect to do things like we've always done them. We expect to do things like you've always done them. Father, we praise you for it, and I thank you that we not only see those things, but that we have strength to move into them, put the flesh down, and let our spirit in you rise up. And we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll see you in a few minutes. It's going to be a great day.